Give God a shout of praise. Will you do that? Praise the Lord. All right. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew. And then we're also going to look at, uh, we're going to look at Psalms 37. Matthew chapter 18, but we're also going to look at Psalms 37. So if you have a digital Bible, that's easy. You can just jump back and forth. If you have a physical Bible, maybe you want to put your finger on both. Psalm 37 and Matthew chapter 18. Well, welcome to Agreement Sunday. If you do not know what this Sunday is all about, if you're new, I want to just uh, go ahead and just let you know this is something we do every year. We set a Sunday at the beginning of the year to pray, to ask God, and to agree together for things we're believing God for in 2022, things for the church and things for our families. And I've been teaching a lot on it. So today I'm going to not only, uh, I'm going to teach just a little bit on it because I feel like I've done a lot of teaching, but, but since there's several new people, I want to make sure you kind of know what we're doing. Amen. And what kind of scripture, you know, this isn't just um, some weird thing we're doing. This is based on scripture. But then I also, I want to just kind of just share something that's been on my heart. And sometimes God, have you ever had God just speak to you and it was for you and no, nobody else? I hope that you have. I hope that this year you'll have God speak to you in a mighty way that you have God uh, reveal things to you. And, and, and it's okay for that to be private things. Things that are not necessarily, you don't share everything with everybody. Amen? Especially when you're dating. Right? Nobody amen on that one. Did y'all hear that, Brother Bevis? They were quiet on that one, man. They just, nobody said, mm-mm. But it's true. When you start dating, you put your best foot forward. You don't tell them all your bad stuff. You don't bring everything out of the closet. You don't bring all your, you know, all your dirty laundry and everything. No, the house is clean. The car is clean. The first time I went to see my wife and I drove, she, she lived in D.C. I lived in Florence. It was a six-hour drive. We had been dating kind of long distance, talking on the phone, FaceTime, that kind of thing. And, uh, and the first time I drove up there, I left and then realized, oh my goodness, I haven't cleaned my car. Now she doesn't, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Have I told you? I think I did say it one time. I drove over at a gas station and I'd already told her what time I'd be there. So I had to be super quick. I drove over to a gas station, whipped out, I got, got some armor all in there, got uh, some paper towels from the bathroom, wiped the dash down, wiped the car down, shook out rugs on the side, quarters in the little thing so I could vacuum. I'm serious, man. I was not going to show up and have her sit in this car and not be, I mean, it wasn't spick and span, but it was as clean as I could get in that period of time. Amen. But the thing that I, I've learned is, is we do that and we present ourselves to each other that way. Well, and I'm talking about dating, but it can be even to your friends, coworkers, whoever. But you know what? God knows about your dirty car. God knows about everything that's going on in your life. And so I hope that on your agreement card and on your, and as you hear my message today, it'll make even, I hope it'll make even more sense to you why I, I started this way, because I, I want you to realize that God is not blind to your life. He's, he knows that, you know, I hope that you'll put on your agreement card things that are not just, um, you know, I, maybe you're believing for a house or a car or something like that. That's great. But also believe God for the things in your life that need to be cleaned up a little bit. Because God will help you with that. Amen? God will help you with that. And that's part of what I want to talk about. Let's look at Matthew 18, and then we'll dive in 
And, uh, and then we're going to pray, we're going to agree, and we're going to have a great end to our service as we praise God. And as we, you know, I want to walk into 2022 with some praise in my mouth. Amen. Matthew 18, 19, verse 19 says this. Again, I say to you that if two of you, I want everybody, I know I've, I've, I've asked you already to do a lot of things. If you're new to this, this might be kind of weird. If you go to a church and they never talk to you, it might be kind of strange. I like to talk to you. I like for you to be interactive with me. Is that okay? So uh, just bear with me. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Amen. I want you to do this. Hold up two. All right? Hold up two for just a second while I read this. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. All right, you can put your hands down. Why do I have you hold up two? Because you can't agree without someone else. You have to have someone else. Now, this scripture is, is, is encompassed in a series of verses that are talking about God uh, or, or, and Jesus actually instructing, instructing the disciples and instructing those who were listening, hey, this is how you overcome conflict. And he talks about overcoming conflict. And then he talks about asking the Father. Now, some theologians will tell you that it's only about correction and only about, you know, that part of the verses. It's only about um, uh, um, overcoming conflict and those kinds of things. But, but it says here clearly, and I hope you all see it on the screens in your Bible, whatever translation you're reading, they all say the same thing. Whatever they ask. Now, asking is prayer. Asking is prayer. Asking is going to God and asking Him for things. If you have kids in this uh, place, I know there's, our kids are in the room today, just lift up your hands so I can see how many parents we have. Your, your, your kids don't have to be here. How many parents do we have? Just parents in general. Okay, so we got parents all over the room. Whose kids in here went through their whole childhood and never asked you for anything? I, I mean, my kids came out of the womb. They didn't even know how to talk yet and were just, hey, I need, I need stuff. I need stuff. I, I, I mean, they're asking. I, and it's weird. How do parents even know what they're asking for when they can't talk? Isn't that amazing? I mean, by the time they hit six months old, you know exactly what they need, how they need it, how they want it, how they like it, and they can't speak a word. Do you not think that your heavenly father doesn't know what you need, know what you care about, know what's going on in your life, and he wants you to ask him for it? He wants you to ask him for it. He cares about you. He wants you to ask him for things. He wants you to say, hey, I, 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 God, I need help in this area. Or God, I want, I, I'd like to have this. You know, there's nothing wrong with believing God for a better job. It's like there's this teaching and this concept out there in some churches and in some denominations that, that we can't ask God for anything. Like, like oh, we just got to have uh, let, let God take care. Now, God will lead and guide you and direct you, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But there's also an asking. And if you ask him the right way, in your asking of him, he will then give you the desires of your heart in a way that bless you and everyone else involved in the situation. Let me explain. If you're asking for a job, well, that might mean, well, I don't want to hurt my boss if I have to lose this job. You don't think God can't give him a better employee than you? Or her, whoever, you're, you, know, what, you know, if your boss is a male or female, they'll give them. I, I mean, you know, God, God doesn't have to put anyone down to, to bless you. God cares about your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you do well. So I'm saying this because on your agreement card, 
I think that we need to have those things, like I said, but we also need to ask God for, you know, the private things. You know, if you're battling depression and anxiety, I want to just tell you right off the bat today, that is not of God. I can't find one scripture, one note. As a matter of fact, as Jesus walked the earth, he went to people and and there were uh, um, uh, uh, several instances where people came to Jesus and said, God, there's, there's, and and sometimes they would talk about it like it was a demon. They said, there's a demon attacking my, my family or whatever. And there may have been demons, but also there were people who were vexed and people were having trouble. People were having situations. Mental illness is still an illness. And when the Bible says that God came to heal us, everybody say healed in Jesus name. That's what Isaiah says. He says, by Jesus stripes, you were healed. Y'all say that with me. I think it'd be good for us to build our faith a little bit in this area. Say, say, by Jesus stripes, I was healed. It was past tense. You go, go read it. Go, go read Isaiah. It's past tense. You were healed. At that moment when Jesus died on the cross and his blood was shed for us, you were healed. Well, why am I not walking in healing? Why am I not? We live in a world where sickness exists. And you have to step in and believe God for, for that healing to be the only thing. I don't, I don't want, listen, I've been sick. I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want my kids to get sick. And I, I do not believe for one instance that God wants me sick. So on our agreement card, I won't tell you everything that's on it, but one thing that's on there is that we're healthy and we have, how do we word it? We have no unnecessary visits to the hospital. In other words, we'll go for well checkups. That's it. That's what we're believing God for because that's not something that we can do. That's something that God can do. Amen. I'm trying to build your faith a little bit in this area because before we pray on these cards, I want you to realize how, uh, uh, how important it is that God Hear me now. Hear me in this. If you're watching online, hear me. God is the one who brings the blessing. Let's put that verse back up there one more time. At the end of that, it says that we ask him, but then it says it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Number one, it will be done. When we pray and we agree today, I want you to believe that it will be done. It will be done. It's done at this moment. I believe. How long does it take for me to see it? I don't know. God will work out all the details. How, how long, but how long do I have to wait? Are you that impatient for God's perfect timing? Let God work out the details. But it says in God's word, and if that's what I'm believing on, then that's what I'm going to stand on, that it's done. But who does the doing? My Father in heaven. Who does the doing? Who provides the miracles? Who provides the provision? Who who promotes? Who picks up? God is the one. I want you to look at Psalms 37. This has just been in my heart. It starts off just talking about, first of all, how God takes care of the unrighteous. God takes care of the evildoers. Look at verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers. In 2022, I want to give you some wisdom. Are you ready? This is just a little bonus. This has nothing to do with the prayer of agreement. This is just a little Pastor JT wisdom that I believe is straight from heaven and from God's word. Do not waste an ounce of worry, fret, or fear this year and evermore because of someone doing evil around you. Don't waste it. That is wasted effort. Wasted energy. He says, do not be, do not fret because of evildoers. Now listen, do not be envious of the workers of iniquity. What does it say? For they shall soon be cut down like the grass 
and wither as the green herb. Then it says in verse 3, notice this, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And then what does the end of verse 4 say? And he shall give you the desires of your heart. A lot of times we quote that. We'll, we'll quote that, and that's what we're believing. We're, you might have even used Psalm 37.4 on your agreement card as a, maybe to attach some scripture to something you're believing for. Is, is God will give me the desires of my heart, and I'm desiring for this thing, and you attach it. But at the beginning, it gives us some clear instruction. Do not fret. Do not worry about evildoers. Don't waste your energy worrying about those that are trying to mess up your plans. He says soon they'll be cut down. God, God will take care of anybody that's in your way. God will remove anything that's in your way. That's part of what we're believing for, by the way, is that whatever it is. See, I hope you have things on your card. My wife had to even, she corrected me yesterday. Can I just tell you all the truth? I hope you all have. If you're, if you're married, you're a man in here. I hope you have a good wife like this. If you're not and you're believing God, <laughs> if, you're, if you're believing God to get married, get a good wife. Wait for the right one. If you're a woman, I'll talk to you too for a second. Believe and wait for the right one. Wait for the right one. Anyways, we're believing. We're writing down our agreement card. We're typing it all out. And we're, we're just making sure that we're in agreement. Because there's no point in us coming up here and praying if we're not in agreement. Amen? And so we're going through it. And we're writing details and all that stuff. And we got to a certain area. And she got quiet. And I kind of had written some stuff out. I said, what do you think? And she said, well, um, are you the one doing it? That's all she had to say. Are, are you the one doing it? Because uh, you can do that. Are, are you the one doing it? Because I thought we were believing God for what he could do. I, I thought you were believing God for the big thing. I thought you were believing God for something that only he can make happen. I, I thought we were believing God for the impossible. I about jumped out of the table. My faith got stirred up right there. I said, okay, baby, all right, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm going to just bump this up a little bit. Why? Because if I'm going to believe God in an area, and, and, and I know this particular area was something that God's moving in me. This wasn't just something that I'm, you know, well, it's like I was believing for a Camry, and she's saying, no, you need to believe for a Rolls Royce. No, that wasn't it. We're talking about kingdom things. This, this had to do with the church and with things, kingdom-minded things, things that are going to make a difference in our lives and in God's kingdom. And I spent time talking about that last week and, and on Wednesday. But I want you to write down these words. Or if you have your Bible, maybe you, you can underline them. But I want you to start in verse 3 and look at verse 4. We're going to look at them together. And I want you to write these words down. Write down trust. Write down dwell. Write down feed. And then write down delight. A lot of us, hear me today. Before we do this, before we pray, before we, before we uh, move into this year, a lot of us want to delight. We want to get to the delight part. We want to get to the ice cream without eating our dinner. Our kids are so young, we have to work on that with them. No, you don't get the french fries from McDonald's until you eat the chicken nuggets. Because if you fill up on french fries, then you get no nuggets. 
you got to eat the nuggets, then you get some french fries. You don't get ice cream, you don't get dessert without eating your dinner. And I think a lot of us, we want to delight without trusting, dwelling, and feeding. Without trusting, dwelling, and feeding. Who are we trusting when we know we're trusting in God? You know, one of the the keys that I think to trusting in God is is being in his presence. I, I think it's much easier to trust God when you really know him. I trust, just to go back to talking about my wife, it's great, she's in here, I feel like talking about her, y'all gonna have to deal with it, okay? I trust her, why? Because I've spent time with her, I know her. If she says she's gonna get something done, she's gonna get it done. If she says this is gonna happen, I believe it's gonna gonna happen. If she says, the other day we were talking about our kids and something to do with the kids, and she said, no, this is is where I think we're at, and this is where we're actually talking about Josh, and she said, this is where he's at, I trust her. Because I've spent time with her. I know her. She's not just some random woman that lives in my house. It's my wife. I know her. If you're going to trust God, you need to know him. I want to, I want to implore, decree, whatever word I can come up with, that this year you will spend more time with God than you ever have in your life. Make a commitment. I'm going to push in, I'm going to pursue, I'm going to look for God in places, I'm going to get to know God, I'm going to read his word, I'm going to pray, I'm going to get to know, I'm going to seek his face. Let me, let me, a while back, Pastor Reggie, if you don't know much about our churches, let me just take a moment to explain real quick before I tell you the story. Family Worship Center Columbia, brand new church we started just a few years ago. We were planted from Family Worship Center Florence. My pastor, Pastor Steve McCart, and he came from Family Worship Center in Lakeland, Florida. His pastor is Pastor Reggie Scarborough. He made this statement one time. He was visiting our church. We're having kind of revival services. This was so good. I I might even write this down if you're taking notes. We need to seek God's face before we seek his hand. I've been trying to encourage you to do that over the last couple weeks. That today we're seeking God's hand. And there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, in this chapter, he says that his hand will hold up the righteous. Seeking God's hand, asking him to move, asking him to do things, asking him to move. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think it's, it's a misnomer if you also are not seeking his face. What does that mean? That you're seeking time in his presence. That I just want to be with him. God, I don't need you to do anything. I don't need you to do another thing for me. I just want to be with you. Oh, I can sense the Spirit of God right there. I just want to be with you. I just want you to be in our house. I just want you to be with my family. I just want, you, I want to make sure that you, your angels go to school with my kids. I want, to make sure, I want to make sure that I know you. If you tell me to stop, I'll stop. If you, if you tell me to go, I'll go. If you tell me to go left or right, I'll go wherever you lead me. And I never want to miss your direction, God. I want to know you. I want to seek your face. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to see you as real as I can see you. I know that I won't see you on this earth like I'll see you one day in heaven, but I want to see you as real as I can see you. I want that for our church. I want that for my family and for myself. I started this week. 
I'm, I, I'm, and this is not to be braggadocious. The Bible tells us not to do that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, just giving you an example. This week, I started by seeking God in a way like I've never done before. I just, I just made a commitment to seek God. I mean, just, just God, how can I step it up? I sought the Lord. I, I just, and, I, and I made things and did things this week that I've never done before. Why? Because I want 2022 to be different than 2021. And 2020 and every other year. I'm not going backwards. You know, God is not going backwards. He's all time. I get that. But everything in the Bible, every time he prophesied to somebody, every time he gave a word or direction to somebody, it was always future minded. Unless, unless they needed to repent. He told Jonah to go back. Why? Because he needed to repent. When you repent, what do you do? You go back to where you missed it. You go back to where you missed it. That would be the only time that we need to go backwards. Is I got ahead of God or I got beside, I got away, I got off track from God and I need to go back. Otherwise, what are we doing? We're going forward. Everybody shout that out. Say, I'm going forward. All right, that was about half of you at about 75%. I need y'all to really get with me today. Hook up your faith and say, I'm going forward in Jesus' name. I'm not going backwards in Jesus' name. Y'all weren't ready for that one, were you? Y'all thought I was done in the first part. That's all right. I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. I'm not, I'm not. Listen, God put me on this earth with a mission and gave me a vision and I am not, I'm not dilly dallying. It's up to me. God is not going to come down and do things for me. He put me here for that. Now I'm using me as an example, but I hope you're applying this to your life. And so God wants you to trust Dwell and feed. Where are we dwell? Actually, let me talk about trust one more second. Let me talk about trust one more second. What are we doing? We're drawing close to him. James 4, 8 says this. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. We're not to be double-minded. We're to draw close to God. Draw close to God. Let this be a year that you... Listen, when you move towards God, he sees you moving. It's up to us to make that first step. Have you ever thought about that? He says, you draw close and then I'll draw close to you. I know that may seem like strange. Well, why would God make us for communion with him and then make us fake, make the first step? He doesn't want to spend time with someone who doesn't want to spend time with him. Draw close. Now get this, get this. I said this on Wednesday. I thought this was great. When you make a step towards God, are y'all with me today? I want you to just imagine yourself, whatever it is, whether it's prayer, whether it's the word of God, whether it's reading, whether it's going to church more, making sure you never miss a service. When you make that step, God is simultaneously making a step to be closer to you. When you're making this, every step you make towards God, making, God's making one towards you. Everything you move towards God, God's moving towards you. Every time you, you, you don't go backwards, but you push forward, God's saying, I see you. I, I see you. Look at this. I, I mentioned this during my uh, 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 offering teaching, 2 Corinthians 16.9. Sorry, 2 Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Set your loyalty to him this year. Set your loyalty that no matter what, comes your way. No matter what tries to get you off track, I'm not going to be disloyal to my God. 
I'm a, he's looking for me to be loyal. He's looking for me to be loyal. He's looking for me to, 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 when something tries to distract me, I say no. If you think about loyalty, what does the United States say is treason? When you do something against this nation, right? That's treason. That's disloyalty. They call it treason. When you do something against God's word, against what he's decreed, he's looking for you to be loyal. And he shows himself strong on behalf of those. But I think we forget that he's looking. He's looking for those. When you take your agreement card today, and you take those agreement cards, and you, and, you, and you believe God for these things. Set in your heart today, this year, you're going to see those come to, pass, come to pass because you're seeking the Lord. You're seeking His face. You're loyal to Him. Amen? They're done when we believe. That's faith. That's the prayer of agreement. They're done. But, but how do I get there? How does God get me to that point where I have the finances, where I have uh, um, the promotion, where I have the blessing, whatever it is, where I have the peace of mind, where I have the joy in my home, where I have the, 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 the children, or whatever it is, whatever you're believing for, when you spend time in his presence, he'll show you. I, just this week, like I said, I spent time. I wanted to be as close to God as I could this week. I set things aside. I pushed things aside. I just, I just made a decision. Last night, there's a song we sing that says, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. And I began singing that because God spoke to me last night. And I believe it's because I sought him all week. And I was kind of... Uh, uh, thinking and pondering on something that had, I had asked God for last year and I knew it was done and I wasn't doubting him, but I was just, I was just seeking again, just trying to be in his presence and something I haven't thought of in months. The Lord reminded me and said, I actually gave you direction on that. That is mercy. That's mercy. That's God saying, I already gave you direction. You missed it, but it's all right. I've, oh man. I've preserved everything for you. I kept it safe for you. It's still there. Follow my directions and you'll see it. Man, I started jumping. My kids didn't know what happened. Now they had run out for an errand. I started jumping around the kitchen. I turned on some praise music. I'm serious. They came in. They were dancing with me. We were praising God. Because he spoke to me. How did I get that direction? By spending time in his presence. By seeking the Lord, by trusting, by dwelling. Where am I dwelling? I'm dwelling in the house of the Lord. I'm dwelling in his presence. I'm dwelling on the things of God. The Bible tells us not to think on the things of the world, not to think on the things that, 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 that the world presents to us, not to think on things that are evil, but to dwell. Where are your thoughts dwelling in 2022? Where are your, th- where are your thoughts dwelling? When you read the word, it renews your mind. Everybody say renew. My mind, the word of God, say with me, the word of God renews my mind and feed, feed on his word. That's what his, he says, feed on his faithfulness, feed on his faithfulness. When you're hungry, listen to me, when you're hungry for more, when you're hungry for something, when you're hungry for, and I'm talking about whatever it is, 
I've, I've used several examples today. Interchange any one of them. Whatever it is you're believing God for and you're waiting on it. How many of you have been in a restaurant and you, it had, you had to wait a little longer than normal? Maybe they messed up something in the kitchen and you had to wait. And you're really hungry. Anybody ever been there? You're, re- you're starting to get kind of hangry. Anybody get hangry? We're hungry and angry all mixes together. You don't want to be around somebody when they're hangry. And you start to get a little hangry at the table. You start to get a little frustrated. You get a little snippy with the waiter when they come back. Like, sir, would you like some more to drink? No, I want my food, actually. I'd like my food right now. I'm kind of hungry. And you wouldn't normally be like that. You're actually a nice person, but you get kind of snippy. I think sometimes we get that way with God. But if I feed on his faithfulness, what is his faithfulness? That he's faithful and just. He's always on time. He knows right where you're at. He knows right where you're going. He knows your left from your right. He knows your back from your front. He knows everything that's happening around you. He also knows what will protect you, what would hurt you if it came in your life or if it came at the wrong time. You know, one time we were looking at a building. Y'all know we're believing for a building, and you'll hear me talk about it in just a second when we go to our agreement cards. And Pastor Steve said something very wise to me. He said, you know, we were out, we were looking at a building, we actually were standing in the building. He said, you know, you could, we could make this happen, but it'll hurt you. I believe it'll hurt you. I believe it'll bear you, it'll, be, it'll cost you so much right now for where you're at. And it's not that God couldn't provide or that we weren't believing. I mean, Pastor, I mean, a, ma- a mighty man of faith. If you know Pastor Steve, mighty man of faith. Mighty man of faith. It wasn't that, it wasn't an anti-faith statement, it was wisdom. It was at this moment. It's not that God couldn't do it. It's today, this would hurt you. Well, that's wisdom. God knows these kinds of things, and he'll, that's why we have to seek his face. That's why we have to be in his presence. That's why, what does the Bible tell us? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And you're bound by these things that you've created in your life, and these situations, and the spirit of God is trying to provide liberty for you by leading you and guiding you and directing you, and you're negating his presence for the pursuit of something that God's not even leading you to. But see, in his presence, God will lead you right, right where you need to go, right where you need to be, right when you need to be there. Everything that I put on my car, we, 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 we put on there, God, let it, be, let it be your timing. I know it's going to come to pass. I believe that it's done. I'm not, I'm not doubting that it's not done. I'm not, nothing like that. Just, God, I'm going to seek your face this year like I've never had before. I'm going to be in your presence as, I mean, I don't, I, and not because I'm a pastor. We don't come to church like this because we're pastors. Because I'm a pastor. I'm talking about me, Pastor Steve, Pastor Justin, my wife and I. It's not because I'm a pastor that my wife comes. That's not. We did this before. We were at church every time the doors open. Because, you know, there, I don't know how many times some, a, a pastor was preaching. Pastor Steve, whoever it was, but Let's say Pastor Steve, where he was preaching, I'm, I'm just a, a staff member, I'm sitting there, and the Lord spoke to me that had nothing to do with this sermon. Gave me a word, gave me a direction. See, when you come in and expecting that, that's why some people come, oh, well, we just wasn't, Pastor JT wasn't really on it last week. I think I'll skip this week. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I, and I get that some of you, some of you are watching from out of state, you literally can't be here, but, but I think when you're in the corporate presence of God, there's something, there's something different about being in the room. 
And again, I'm not hating on those that are, that are online. I get there's several reasons, and all of, a lot of you have already talked to me about those. But I want to just encourage you, if you can be here, be here. I want to commend all of you who are here today. Because I believe that God will do something in your life today that will impact you for this year and throughout the rest of your life. I do. I believe that when we come together with the power of the prayer of agreement, because all of us have done this today, we're doing these three things today. We're trusting, we're dwelling, and we're feeding. Brother Andre, you can come up. I'm wrapping up. We're trusting, we're dwelling, and we're feeding. And as we do that, I want, you to, I want to remind you, are you there? Can you put it back on the screen? Psalm 37.4. What does the end of that say? We get to delight. We get to delight. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. God moves when you feed on his faithfulness. God moves when you trust in him. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Trust in him like you've never trusted in him this year. Seek his face like you've never sought him before. Now, I want to encourage you. As we go through this line, and we, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to form a line, and we're all going to, my wife and I are going to come together, and we're going to pray and stand in agreement with you. Now, I'd like to lay hands on your cards and pray with you. That's what I'd like to do. Me and my wife are going to do that. I encourage you to have your card out and have it ready. But we're going to give you a moment. We're going to stand up. I'm, in just a second, I'm going to invite the praise team to come back up, and we're going to sing that song a few more times. And I promise you don't get tired of hearing it. they got different ways they're going to mix it in and all those kinds of things. But I want you to not just make that a song today. God, we believe. We believe for it. God, when we pray and we ask you today, we believe it's done. God, as we pray and we stand on your promises, it's done. Your word says that you will never leave me. You'll never forsake me. Your word says that you are for me and not against me. Your word says that you will help me, that you'll be on my side. Your word says all these things. And God, we stand on your promises today. We stand on your promises today. We stand on your word. We know that it will come to pass. We will see what we're believing for in 2022. Amen. I want y'all to say that with me. Say, we're going to see what we're believing for in 2022 say i'm gonna see it come on y'all get your faith in gear and say it like you believe it say i'm gonna see it god will do it i believe in him it won't be by me it won't be by my might it will be by the heavenly father who does not change like shifting shadows god will do it because he loves me because i trust in him because I'm dwelling in his presence and because I'm feeding on his faithfulness. Verse 25 says this, Psalm 37, 25. I have, I have been young and I've been old. He was saying I've been alive for a long time, but I have never, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging for bread. The King James says I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread God does not forsake the righteous he's not forsaken you he's not forgotten about you he wants to see you thrive and not just survive but thrive he wants to see you succeed he wants to see you do well 
And my wife and I, we are believing with you for a banner, awesome, fantastic, wonderful year that'll be unlike any year you've seen before. And not, not, not just, I do believe that you'll, you'll see the results of that, obviously, but for his glory so that you have a testimony.